The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to BGN Radio with Brandon Lee Gowton and Jimmy Kemsky. What's going on, everybody? This is BGN Radio, episode number 296. With me, as always, is Brandon Lee Gowton of Bleeding Green Nation. I am Jimmy Kemsky from phillyvoice.com. We will be getting to the Eagles-Bears preview. Uh, A little bit of news, Dallas Goddard probably coming back, uh, etc. But before we get to all that great stuff, Brandon, what's going on, buddy? Jimmy I want to tell you, my friend, and all the listeners about DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. It is the place to go when betting on the National Football League this holiday season. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can earn up to a 100, 100% boost with DraftKings. Stepped up same game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And use code five questions. Place a five dollar bet on any NFL team to win their game and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they do. That's code five questions only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Twenty one plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state specific gambling resources. Gambling problem, call one eight hundred gambler in New York, call eight seven seven eight Hope and Y or text Hope and Y. Bonus issued as free bets, one boost per eligible game. Opt in required ten plus leg required for hundred percent boost. Deposit part and wagering restrictions apply eligibility and terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. That's a solid A minus, I think. Oh, okay, getting better. <laughs> and uh, I have one more thing for All you, right. Jimmy. Um, okay. It is related to another BGN Radio sponsor. But uh, I always tell the listeners here that if you leave an Apple Podcast review, try to get around to reading it, especially if there's a question. This one does not have a question, but our good friend Andy from Connecticut says... Brandon Lee Gowton and Jimmy Kemsky have wonderful chemistry. One of my favorite, or sorry, one of my all-time favorite football shows. They are so charismatic. They even persuaded me to buy Righteous Felon Meat Snacks. One of the their sponsors, BGN20. That's right, BGN20 at RighteousFelon.com for Righteous Felon discount. Thank you, Andy. Much appreciated. Uh, all right, let's get to the news. Dallas Goddard had his 21 day practice window uh, activated, which 
almost certainly means not almost certainly, but he's very, very likely to be elevated from uh, injured reserve to the uh, excuse me the active roster, which will happen on Saturday. We should note, by the way, we're recording this on Thursday afternoon, three eighteen in the PM. Uh, Eagles are getting re- reinforcements back. They got Jordan Davis back two weeks ago. They got Monte Maddox back a week ago. Now they're getting Dallas Goddard back. They will soon also presumably be getting Chauncey Gardner-Johnson back. That won't happen until after the Cowboys game. Uh, who do we have coming back? Uh, who, who do the Eagles have coming back after? Do they have anyone coming back after the Bears game? Well, or, is that, or is there like a, a blank window there? One Bobby Quinn would be eligible to return oh, okay. in week 18. But one would think that if he is going to be activated, it would just be before the playoffs and not to play in a meaningless 18 week 18 game. But we'll see. Do we uh, have this, the signings of Brett Kern and Anthony Harris before the last podcast? I can't remember. Not, although um, it looked very likely. Uh, I think the Kern one was reported. That was on Monday night. That was reported. Mm-hmm. Recorded on Tuesday. Uh, that sounds right. That was officialized. Yeah. But we didn't know that he'd be on the practice squad. He's on the practice mm-hmm. squad, as is Anthony Harris for the time being. So um, with four weeks, weeks left in the regular season, worth noting that um, both of those players can be promel- temporarily elevated to the Eagles roster uh, three times maximum, even though mm-hmm. uh, there was some kind of gray area on this before, since Anthony Harris was already on the Broncos practice squad this year and bumped up twice. There was kind of like a question if uh, that resets, and it does. By joining the Eagles, that limit resets, so he gets three. Um, the Eagles can elevate him three times. Um, so they don't mm-hmm. even take up roster spots for the time being. And then again, those those elevations will reset when the postseason starts. Now, uh, the thing here is you can only elevate two players per week. So uh, you have to, you know, choose who you really want. And that kind of creates a question here, Jimmy, uh, t- tying mm-hmm. into the Dallas Goddard of it all. Because with Goddard back, you'll have, you know, he'll be the number one tight end again. You figure Jack Stoll is still your number two. They really like him as a blocker, and he's usually been ahead of Grant Calcaterra in playing time. And then sure. Calcaterra will be number three, which, you know, like, what does that, where does that leave Tyree Jackson? Um, especially if the Eagles want to, um, you know, promote, if they're promoting Harris and Kern, those are the two guys, then like they can't promote Kristen Ellis this week like they did the past two weeks. Um, and the open roster spot they have by putting Sipas on IR is going to go to Goddard, presumably. So mm-hmm. in theory, they could cut Jackson, but I guess I don't think they're going to do that. What about you? I don't think so either. I guess it all depends on what they, how they view him as a developmental player uh, worthy of continued development. <laughs> uh and I think they do think him as, as think of him as with the training camp that he had, mm-hmm. not this year, of course, because he missed all of training camp. But a year ago, I thought he showed legitimate promise, and I don't think they want to give up on that yet. So I don't think he's going to get cut or anything like that. Christian Ellis is a player that teams aren't going to be lining up to to grab if you um, if he just remains available the way that he is right now. Um, so. I, I don't know that they'll. I think they can survive one week on special teams without calling him up. Uh, Anthony Harris will get the call up. Kern will, obvi- or will obviously get the call up. Uh, and then a week from now, uh, ideally, if you're the Eagles, you get Reed Blankenship back for the Dallas game. And uh, then your call ups would be Ellis 
and Kern once again, as opposed to Anthony Harris. So, um, yeah, I would imagine that Kayvon Wallace will get the start uh, opposite Marcus so? Epps at safety against the Bears. Yeah. Do you think it'll be Harris? I don't know. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I think it'll be Kayvon. I guess other options that they have would be for Josiah Scott to play safety with Avante Maddox in the slot. Um, some people have suggested maybe Maddox can play safety. I don't, I don't do see it, that man. as a viable option whatsoever because no. he's a good slot corner and why move him? Um, <clears throat> the Eagles have a fortuitous uh, opponent this week in the Chicago Bears who have really no threatening receiver. It's crazy when you look at their numbers uh, from their wide receivers. Like Darnell Mooney got hurt. He's done for the season. With him out, they don't have another wide He's receiver with – with I said there were Rager numbers. So yes, like, there it is. They don't I was waiting for <laughs> they uh they don't have another receiver with at least three hundred yards for them this season. Chase Claypool, I don't know what he has on the season between the Steelers and Bears combined, but with the Bears he he's been there for five games and he has like I think a hundred and eleven receiving yards. He so also they have very practice on no, Wednesday. Um we'll see where he's yeah. So I think they can survive one week with Kayvon Wallace at safety. He did not play well uh, in the 40-something snaps that he that he played uh, against the Giants. So, yeah, safety is a little bit of a concern going forward. But um, as, as long as they get Reed Blankenship back for the Cowboys game, then I think they'll be fine. And if he's not back in time by then, hopefully Anthony Harris will be up to speed to a degree where he can at least be better than Kayvon Wallace. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. It's, uh, you know, one potential hole on a team where you really just can't find holes. Otherwise, like these are, these are like the, this, this is a relatively small thing to gripe about, uh, with the Eagles roster right now. Uh, and it's injury related, so it's not anything that, you know, they could have prevented or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that safety position, uh, could be a troublesome spot for for Dallas, but I don't think it's going to be a big deal this week. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess Wallace will start as the most likely thing, but do you think Harris plays in like a rotational role at all? I don't know. I don't think Harris. I don't think Wallace takes like a hundred percent of the snaps. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, it would make sense to get him back out on the field and in you know help him move forward as you know getting him in in football shape. And just getting him back out onto a field. I don't know. Did he play at all? I, I should have probably looked this up at some point. But did he play at all for Denver this he year? He played in three different games. Uh, two of them were elevations and one I think he got signed to the roster. But they were he only played on special teams. He did not play any defensive Okay, steps. so he didn't play in the regular defense at all. Okay. Um, so thank you. Good good, good job by you being prepared with that answer. Of course. Um, so yeah, I think I think they maybe want to get him out on the on the field a little bit at least in the regular defense. Um, oddly, it was an odd like cut. Even after they traded for CJGJ mm-hmm. at fifty three man cutdowns, it's like the one. <laughs> it's the one roster like the one in our fifty three man roster competition. Yeah, he was like the the one obviously that everybody got wrong. Um, but he like they, it was it happened on cutdown day that they traded for CJGJ and then they cut Anthony Harris. But it's surprising that they even cut him instead of like Kayvon Wallace, for example. Um, so they, they could have had CJGJ and uh, Anthony Harris, but I guess the rest of the league 
Also didn't think enough of Anthony Harris to sign him to their regular roster because he wound up on Denver's practice squad for most of the season. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it, it, he's a guy that knows uh, the Eagles defense, of course, under Jonathan Gannon and uh, definitely makes sense. I mean, it was a no brainer to, to bring him specifically back when they really only had two healthy safeties. It was weird to me how they were able to resign Harris to their practice squad at the because he was on their original practice squad and it was like oh that's kind of a nice luxury to have someone he thought would make the team mm-hmm. and just keep him around and then it was reported a few days later after that so i think it was like on labor day when that happened uh, i remember a few days later it was reported that harris and the eagles mutually agreed to part ways so that harris could try to catch on with a different team on their roster mm-hmm. and he didn't because he, he, he signed with the broncos practice squad um so and uh you know, the Broncos employ former Vikings GM, George Payton. Um, so there was a connection there. Anyway, the the juiciest story, now that we've talked like 10 minutes about like something no one cares about. <laughs> it's is, pack up safety. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is Micah Parsons, Jimmy. Micah Parsons, for those who don't know, somehow, who have been living under a rock, went on the Von cast with Von Miller. And um, who, by the way, my friend once said, uh, somehow I remind her of Von Miller. I don't know hmm. that anyone else would say that. Um, <laughs> How so? She's not a big uh, football fan, but she she recognized she knew him from Dancing with the Stars. So that's like you know how she knew him. Okay, and I don't know. Um, I guess because of the glasses, <laughs> like your looks. Uh, yeah, okay. I don't. I don't know. And I was I never saw it, but she. So if anyone else wants to weigh on that, feel free. Um. I don't really get a lot of comps to, uh, you know, like a doppelganger. Some people would say Seth Rogen. I don't really see that. I don't see that. Yeah, I think maybe part of it's the voice, um, but even then, no, don't like the black white crossover is a rare one. Yeah, too. I think the the best example of that is uh, Jay Z and Troy Aikman. Okay, <laughs> like, did, you, did you ever see that? Like the when they, you put them side by side, like I'm a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I've always felt like Troy Aikman, seeing him in person in the press box, he has like this purplish hue to him. He's okay. Like a purple look going on. Um, well, if you put, if you, I mean, just their face structures, if you put them side by side. Oh, yeah. Not that I was like, saying that much. had anything to do with the comp. I just thought yeah. like that's always, you, <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. always noticed Troy Aikman when I walked by. So I'm like, oh, um, he'll be in the, the press box sometimes. Um, always well-dressed. Obviously, he's on the, the broadcast, so you know, he sure. has to be, but, uh, you know. Sharp dressed guy. That's the best thing I can say about Troy. Uh, all right. Anyway, <laughs> weird uh, side conversation aside. Uh, you, <laughs> Micah Parsons plays for the Cowboys on the Voncast. And there was this whole little conversation that came up about, in not so many words, Micah Parsons questioning uh, just how much credit Jalen Hurts deserves for the Eagles' success, saying that. Uh, the question he asked, is it Hurts or is it the team? Mm-hmm. And he kind of, you know, the, Parsons and Von Miller got into a discussion and Von was like, oh, I think it's both. And Parsons seems to be more going towards the team. At least that was the stuff like he kept bringing up. He brought up Miles Sanders. He brought up the offensive line. And Von Miller goes, this Eagles-Cowboys game is coming up, ain't it? And Parsons goes, yeah, it's coming up. I'm not trying to make no enemies. I just love the game so much. And I understand it so much. Like, I can't, (laughs) when things are off, I just can't hold it in. I almost got to say something. So apparently, Micah Parsons just loves football so much that he needs 
to have takes and fire them off and and question uh, if Jalen Hurts deserves all the credit he's getting. And he did say, Michael Parsons, that, quote, he's good, he's good about Jalen Hurts, which I saw some people say, like, oh, what's so bad about this? He even said Jalen Hurts is good. But, I mean, if you watch the the clip and you see the tone, it's, like, very patronizing. Um, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, you know, the, the tone of the conversation was like, eh, I don't know if Jalen Hurts is that good. Like, he's good, but, like, is he that good? Like, that was kind of the energy uh, he was throwing out there, which, to me... Yeah, of course he's good. He's the best player in the league this year. Right. On, on like, the best team. We already know he's good. Yeah, to, 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 to say he's good, yeah, he's good, he's good, is, like, definitely minimizing yes, what he's exactly. done this year, for sure. I don't want to yeah. hear, like, oh, what did you say? It wasn't that bad. No, I mean, like, well, for, so whatever. Does it matter, like, to the Eagles that Micah Parsons says this? No, it doesn't have to, like, impact them at all. They don't need Micah Parsons to think Jalen Hurts is good. That's irrelevant. Now, yeah. where I do think it matters is that where's the upside in Micah Parsons saying this? Like, what is the best-case scenario for him is that, okay, he goes out and he balls out against the Eagles and he shuts Jalen Hurts down and he proves himself right. Okay great if that happens then sure that's a good outcome for him you're gonna get all the credit in the world any rego- yeah, no matter what anyway. would have gotten the credit even <laughs> if he didn't say that and now you're opening the door to the possibility where if you do lose i mean you're just gonna look like a total even more of a fool and it's gonna sting even more it just it feels like a no upside play to me and it feels it's not the same exact thing as the rager comment last week about the lions guaranteeing the win it's not that mm-hmm. bad uh, but it does give me like, oh, like these words are absolutely going to come back to haunt you. Like, can't you see that? Can't you just envision that? Like, that's exactly mm. what's going to happen here. You're going to, and by the way, like, you know, he's obviously a tremendous player. Wouldn't shock me in the least if he has a great game against the Jags this week. We'll talk about that game later. But he's, he, I think he's gone a couple games now without having a sack. And there kind of is a little bit of antsiness in Dallas around him for what I've seen. Like, hey, dude, like, shut up. Like, don't talk. Like, you haven't even been having big games anyway recently. So, like, you know, maybe don't, like, write these checks you might not be able to cash. Cowboys are dumbasses. <laughs> like, you know, like De- DeMarcus Lawrence had his comments about Jalen Hurts earlier, earlier this year about, well, we don't know if he's good yet because they haven't played us. Like, shut up. Like, <laughs> like, and then they, and then they, they, I mean, the Cowboys got their asses handed to them in the first half of that game. And they came back a little bit in the second half. But the, the, the that game was never, was never really, really in doubt. Uh, the Eagles pretty much, you know, kind of put that. They, they needed a long uh, drive to completely keep it out of reach. There was a once it was a one score game, and they had that just total dominating yeah. uh, drive at the end of the game where they ran it down their throats uh, and sealed that game. Um, but I think the difference between the Eagles and the Cowboys is that the Eagles got asked about Michael Parsons' comments repeatedly yeah. uh, the, on Wednesday. Uh, Nick Sirianni got asked about it. He said he didn't even know what we were talking about, which actually I believe him on that one. He's pretty good about, you know, lying about that kind of stuff. But I think in this case, he really didn't even know. Um, and then, and, and he followed that up with, I, I don't know. And I don't really care. Like we're, 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 you know, very, very uh, matter of fact, he was just like, you know, we're, we're preparing for the bears. And then Jalen Hurts got asked about it. Same answer. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't care. I'm just, we're just, you know, we're, we're preparing for the Chicago bears this week. 
number of other players were asked about in the locker room. Again, just the same kind of answers. Like, we're not worried about any of that. We were worried about beating the Chicago Bears this week, and then we'll worry about Dallas later. So, Although, Jordan Malata, <laughs> I, think... I liked his answer because he was like, he's, he was a little bit more, uh, he gave a little bit more color, and he was like, you know, yeah. basically, Micah Parsons should mind his own business and worry about playing the Jags this week. <laughs> and he said, we're not playing right. uh, the Chicago, we're playing the Chicago Bears, not the Chicago Micah Parsons. And the, uh, the the funny thing, too, is he should Mike, Michael Parsons be talking about the Eagles? They almost lost to the Houston, the Houston <laughs> right, Texans right. last week. Like, get get yeah. get your head right and, are you and that focus good? on your is next opponent. Are you, the, are you that <laughs> right. good, Michael Parsons? Yeah. Like, the Jaguars are, are – and we'll probably get to this maybe more when we make our picks at the end of this episode. But the Jaguars are a team that they can be either really bad – or they can be really good, and they're in that way. They are very dangerous as a five and eight team. Like maybe put your efforts into focusing on beating that team and not worrying so much about you know who's who's responsible for how good the Eagles are, whether it's the quarterback or the or the surrounding pieces around them. Like it's crazy to me that he would be talking about the Eagles. It's crazy yeah. that he would even entertain talking about the one rival that they're trying to catch and chase and beat in in a week from now and possibly have to play again in the playoffs. Like I, why, if I were, if I were the, you know, if I'm Mike McCarthy mm-hmm. and Mike McCarthy may or may not do anything about that, but like you got to discipline that guy in right. some way just for, just for entertaining any kind of talk right. about the Eagles whatsoever. Right. It's crazy. How, how is he talking about the Eagles right mm-hmm. now? He's got another game in between that. It's, it's nuts. No upside kind of move. There's None. Really no, not, there's no good thing that can come out of him <laughs> for that. Um, all right. Uh, anything else to me before we go to break? Uh, no, I think that's it on the news front, right? Um, yeah, that's it. Let's go. Uh, well, let's talk about righteous felon craft jerky very briefly. Go to righteousfelon.com. Use discount code BGN20. We are 10 days away from Christmas as we were recording this. I believe Hanukkah is coming up even sooner. Uh, all the holidays going on this holiday season. If you want to get your righteous felon craft jerky in time, I mean, why wait? Do it now. Go to rightsellin.com. Discount code BGN20 for 20% off your order. And you want to do it now also because it's going to go back down to BGN15 at some point And you want to get the 20% off instead of the 15% off. So go do it or else. Back after this. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L. VAN29.com. Back here on BGN Radio. The Eagles play the 
Chicago Micah Parsons this week. Oh, no, they don't. They play the <laughs> Chicago Bears. Uh, the Chicago Bears, who are not a very good football team. In fact, um, they've won three games this year. The first one mm-hmm. was in week one when they played the 49ers, who were starting Trey Lance at the time. And it was like this mm-hmm. really weird... Um, it was a big rainstorm. You know, rainy, windy, like just not a really normal conditions kind of game by any means. So kind of mm-hmm. a weird win. And also, I don't think Trey Lance is that good. Um, or at least he hasn't been that good to this point. So that was one of their wins. Another win was like a close game against the Texans at home, I believe, in Chicago. And then they had another win over the New England Patriots, where they kind of just crushed them. Uh, I believe that was the Monday Night Football game. It was the last one that Robert Quinn played in before the Eagles traded for him. Um, Mm -hmm. Patriots, I will note, do not have a single win over a team with a winning record this year, except for a team that started Zach Wilson in both of the games. So. You know, uh-huh. point being, Bears don't really have that much impressive of a resume. Yeah, this was a team that when I sat down and took a closer look at them, um, they were worse than I was expecting. <laughs> like, so there, there have been examples of teams that I thought were better than I was expecting when I sat down to take a look at them. Like the Colts, for example, I thought were better than, than you know, what I was expecting to see. And uh, last week, the Giants were a team that I thought were uh, worse than I was expecting. The The Bears are a lot like... The Giants, actually. So the Giants last week, uh, in the Giants last week, the Eagles were facing a team with a a running quarterback, um, a powerful running back, very non-threatening receivers, uh, bad offensive line, and basically nothing to be excited about on defense. And the Bears are pretty much exactly that. Mm. Uh, Running quarterback, powerful running back, uh, uh, you know, wide receivers, completely non-threatening, as I mentioned earlier. Mm Uh, bad offensive line and and even worse defense. <laughs> Actually, all those things that I mentioned about the Giants and the Bears, the Bears are worse at all of them, <laughs> with the exception of the quarterback, yes. Justin Fields, who is a very polarizing player. A lot of people <laughs> think he is either already very good, right. uh, or like they think he's going to continue to better to get better and you know become a, a great quarterback potentially. And there are other people that just don't buy it at all. Mm. Um, like you, That's right. <laughs> so like um, having looked close more closely at this roster. First of all, he gives their fans at least some entertainment value. Like he had in over his last, they, the Bears were on their bye last week, but in their four in their last four games, he has fifty uh, a touchdown run of fifty five yards or longer in three of them. So like he makes these huge plays. Uh, on a team that otherwise sucks. I mean, this team sucked diddly ucks. They had a good running back tandem in uh, Khalil Herbert and uh, David Montgomery. Khalil Herbert is on IR. He'll probably return this year, but he won't be mm-hmm. playing uh, this week against the Eagles. So they're just left with David Montgomery. Bad young offensive line. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could improve over time, but right now it's just not good. And then the aforementioned receivers with Darnell Mooney out for the year with, I think it's a less Frank injury. Um, they're basically down to Chase Claypool, who the Eagles already faced this year. Uh, who are the other guys? Oh, uh, Equinemius St. Brown. Mm-hmm. And who like wasn't good enough third, to yeah. stay with the Packers who need wide receiver help. <laughs> right. And I forget who the, who the third guy um, is, but um, very non-threatening Pringle? receivers. Now, um, He's on the team, but he has not really been. Hold on, I'm just 
pull this up. Oh, I mean, you know what? It's I already a bad sign when you can't even think. Dante, it's Dante Pettis is getting who was, uh, is getting there like with the Giants before. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, he was wasn't he? Like, was, yes. Okay. Yeah. So not you know not not a great. They've also Nikhil Harry, who in theory has talent, but in actuality right. has not lived up to that. Um, yeah, never really been a Justin Fields guy. I don't really need to rehash the whole thing, but it was just silly to me. Right. In short, was that like everyone? The discourse that I saw when he was drafted was like, oh, wow, the Bears outsmarted the Bears who have never gotten the quarterback position right under a specific regime that had invested in bad quarterbacks time and time again, somehow outsmarted the entire NFL and drafted Justin Fields. And wow, what is what a coup. Like, <laughs> yeah. The Bears are geniuses. Um, so that was always weird to me. It wasn't even that Justin Fields sucks. It was just like it was maybe he isn't a total steal. Maybe we should kind of question that the team that all these teams passed over him. Maybe there's a reason for that because some people uh, each year have uh, an inability to kind of reconcile that their favorite player fell maybe due to greater concerns that they realize it's like, Oh, I can't be wrong. No, the player's great. It's just that all these teams are dumb for some reason. Um, Like it's kind of like the principal Skinner meme. Um, Like, like, like where he's it's like the kids that are yeah, wrong. The kids are wrong. The kids are out of me. touch. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Justin Fields' last seven games, obviously he's been fantastic as a runner. Um, still turns the ball over. Had six turnovers in the last seven games. Last seven games, mm-hmm. he's also taken twenty-two sacks. Part of that is on the bad offensive line that you mentioned. Part mm-hmm. of that is he has one of the slowest time the throws in the NFL, and he's going to hold on. Oh, to the ball. Oh, he's running around a lot back there. Oh, for yeah, sure. but also he yeah. holds on to the ball, so he's going to give you chances yeah. to sack him and take him down. Um, uh, I feel like, in contrast to Jalen Hurts, part of Justin Fields' success running the ball is because he has to. Part of it is because he doesn't have great help, admittedly so. But part of it, I think, is a crutch, and I don't think he's developed enough as a passer yet and maybe he'll get there eventually but right now i don't think Mm -hmm. he is where he has to run the ball jalen hurts does not have to run the ball jalen hurts can run the ball and he's very good at it so i think that's the difference i think it's more of a crutch for justin fields than it is for jalen hurts um so certainly um he could be dangerous if you give him you know the room to work with i do think the eagles playing the giants and shutting down uh daniel jones uh it's it's a different animal, you know. Fields is a better running quarterback, but you know For Jones. Sure. Yeah. They did a pretty good job with him, and uh, as you pointed out, and we if you saw the Eagles uh, locker room post game speech from Sirianni, he was giving the defensive line and the defense as a whole credit for really being disciplined with how they rushed the quarterback and mm-hmm. and staying in their rush lanes and not really allowing Daniel Jones to to break, uh, you know, f- run free. Uh, often so maybe that kind of works well in the Eagles favor having just played a mobile quarterback and and kind of figuring out what worked for them in that regard and and they can kind of try to do that again Um, but yeah I think you know the key to this game as a whole is like just dare Justin Fields to beat you with his arm if Justin Fields goes out and Mm -hmm. throws like 300 yards and three touchdowns and you lose that way then you'll you can live with that loss but you cannot live with it if he's just running all around so yeah I would I would just just make him beat you with his arm. Do not let him run all over you. Yeah, I, I haven't paid attention to what Chicago beat writers have been saying about this game. But I imagine one of the big themes is looking at the Eagles and what Jalen Hurts is, um, is what they hope um, Justin Fields will become. Right. Jalen Hurts, of course, in year three uh, has made the huge leap. Um, as a passer, as opposed to just being, you know, a, a guy that 
could occasionally hurt you with his arm, but mainly, mainly was hurting you with his legs. Um, Justin Fields, of course, in year two uh, in his NFL career. So they hope that he can make that big leap uh, next year. But for now, you're right. Like he just makes sure that you don't get beat by that guy uh, with his legs because that's all he's got right now. Um, you keep him in the pocket. And by the way, like this is the run heaviest team in the NFL. Mm. They run at 58.6% of their plays, which is crazy for a team that's three and 10 yeah. and has been trailing in like every game this year for them to just continue to run it as much as they do. The Falcons are the other team, by the way, they're number two. They've also trailed in a lot of games. So you have these two teams that just know that their quarterbacks aren't going to complete a high percentage of their passes. So they run the hell out of it. Um, so yeah, that, that's just kind of what their offense is, uh, at this point. And it's a reason why they're three and ten. Uh, we'll get to their defense in a minute, but uh, they're horrible. <laughs> like so that that's not helping either. Uh, but you just look at this offense, and it's Justin Fields making plays with his legs, or it's not. They do have Cole Komet. We should mention him mm-hmm. uh, at tight end, who is okay. He's a fine tight end. He's actually their leading receiver now. With uh, he's like their number one receiver, I would mm-hmm. say, with uh, with Mooney out. Um, but I mean, <laughs> when like your go to guy is Cole Komet. Not great. Like, there's nothing on this Bears team, nothing, that is better than what the Eagles have on their roster. The Eagles have, you know, a very – it's like a – the Eagles – the way I'll, I'll put it like this. The Eagles have uh, – it's hard to find holes yes. on the Eagles roster. You look at the Bears roster, it's hard to find where they don't have holes. <laughs> right. It's like just across the board. But particularly on offense, I mean, they, they just – Justin Fields has nothing to work with. And, you know, they're going to have, by the way, that trade that they made for, for Claypool is just so insanely, but what are they doing? What they, in case you don't remember at the trade deadline, they traded their, their, uh, second round pick, uh, for Chase Claypool that picks, I mean, they're three and 10. So what, what are they in the draft order? Second or third? Yeah. And that, so that pick is going to be a top 35 pick mm-hmm. for Chase Claypool. For Chase really? Claypool, by the way, that's, that's what you wanted. That's what you want to do with that pick. Chase Claypool did not practice again for the second day in a row. So he might not even play in this game. <laughs> like that's crazy. He's one of their best receivers. Should also note that um Justin Fields returned to practice. He was ill, missed Wednesday's practice. David Montgomery missed Thursday's practice. New in addition, he was also listed with an illness. And then uh yeah, that's it from as as far as noteworthy things from the injury report go. But yes, that was a dumb trade, and this guy might not even play this week. So tough. <laughs> He's been Fields has been you mentioned the sacks earlier. He's been sacked forty two times this year, which is three point two per game. Uh, last year, I'm oh, sorry, I shouldn't say I shouldn't necessarily say Fields was sacked forty two times. The Bear, yes. Bears quarterbacks have been and sacked forty two times. Last year. Yeah. Um, last year they were sacked fifty eight times, which was three point four times per mm. game. Uh, three point two times per game this year. Fifty eight sacks last year led the league. The Eagles are leading the league with 49 sacks this year. So this is the kind of game where, like, you know, Brandon Graham. I was going to say, Brandon Graham, baby. Circling that. Double digits could happen this weekend. He could get one and a half. That's right. Yeah. They're circling this game on the schedule when it comes out, you know. So it could be another big game for the the defensive line to kind of go feast in there. Should be. Again, Fields is going to hold on to the ball. So he's going to give you chances to sack him, have to get home, have to stay disciplined. Um, yeah, don't let him go off. That's really the biggest key to the game because flipping it around to the other side of the ball, Bears defense sucks. It's trash. Um, they're the 32nd in uh, DVOA. I believe <laughs> this defense is, is just like really bad, specifically against the pass too. Um, they're not, they've just not been good 
at stopping that. They do not have the horses. I was looking over at Windy City Gridiron, the Bears SB Nation blog, and they have an article mm-hmm. up previewing the Eagles game. Um, and there's like a section in this column called Key Matchups, and it, it starts like this. I am not even sure there's one matchup in this game that favors the Bears. I don't see one position group that I think is better on <laughs> Chicago's side than Philadelphia's. So uh, that's how they started. I just that said section. that a minute ago. That's funny. <laughs> yep. So there you go. I mean, and, and again, that's coming from a Bears. And, and they go on to say that, uh, like, okay, maybe Justin Fields can run. But the defense, yikes. They haven't been able to slow down anyone this uh, year. And this Eagles unit is loaded. Uh, Jalen Johnson going to have his hands full with A.J. Brown. Uh, and yeah, and then the Bears did get back Kyler Gordon, rookie, and Jaquan Brisker, rookies. So uh, they, yeah. I think they're both dealing with concussions. So that's good news for them. Um, but still, the rookie players and this the defensive line for the Bears, I think, is really right. Hold on, like, before before you even say any names, okay, just give the readers, give the readers, or not readers, listeners, um, a minute. Yeah, not what we won't hold, we won't to have a minute of uh, dead air. But you guys pause this. Think yeah. of trying to think of as many Bears defensive starters as you can right now. Pause it. Think, yeah. of, think, think of as many as you can. All right. Do, Unpause. Do, Go ahead. Do, do. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's hard. Uh, I, I was trying to. I mean, Sean McVay obviously could name all of them. But you know, if if we're not Sean McVay, <laughs> right? Uh, I, I bet you actually that'd be really funny if you asked him that question now because I'm I'm sure he couldn't. <laughs> right. I don't think he could do that. Um, I'm looking at. The was it the chart. Bears? The team was the Bears the team that I, he did it I for? I believe it was. Yeah. Mm. And then they okay. lost that game. Very think, different team, uh, this Bears team, that, than, than the one that uh, double dunked uh, against the Eagles in the playoffs. Um, some of these names, that was like the best. That was like the best defense in the league that year. I recognize some of these names, but they're not good players. Like Alquadine Muhammad. Like I remember him being a backup defensive uh-huh. end on the Colts. Okay, he's a starter for them. Um, Nicholas Morrow, as I know, a linebacker that had made sense uh-huh. for the Eagles potentially in the past. Um, yeah, Jalen Johnson, you know, what, was formerly with the Raiders high, high pick a corner, like day two pick, right. A corner. Um, who is that Jalen Johnson, right? Yeah. Day oh two, yes. Right. Pick. He's a bigger guy. Okay. Yeah. Um, Deandre Houston Carson, the Eagles once tried to sign him off of the bears practice squad in 2017. Mm-hmm. And he's like a special teams guy only in the past. Now he's a starting safety for them. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Probably not, not really a great group here. Young, young and Jalen hurts did point that out when he was, Force the media to ask them uh, about the hit about the Bears. <laughs> he uh, he did say they are young, and he's true. That is that is correct. That's part of why they're bad. Um, Josh Blackwell, holy crap! Yeah. Josh Blackwell, who was like a UDFA kind of camp body for the Eagles, is on this Bears team. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, not Taco Charlton's on this team. Jeez, this like this is not a it's not a good team. Yeah, they're start they're starting front four is Al Kadeen Muhammad, Armon Watts, Justin Jones, Travis Gibson. So when you look at this defensive line, their best player earlier this year was Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn can't even get on the field for the Eagles. <laughs> so like, and they had Roquan Smith, of course, and they right. traded him. Who did they trade him the to? Ravens. It was Baltimore. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they traded him. He's gone. Uh, Brisker's a nice young safety. Yep. Um, that's it. I mean, Kyler Gordon is 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 a second round pick rookie. He hasn't been good this year. Um, they just have not, they have not. So like in terms of like, what did the Eagles attack on this defense? The answer is pretty much whatever they want, you know, cause they can, they can, they can do whatever they want to. I mean, you look at like the Packers game, they ran it all over that team because the Packers had a bad run defense. They threw it all over the yard against the Titans because the Titans have, 
young, un, you know, inexperienced corners. This team, they can pretty much do whatever they want. And I don't see this game being particularly close because there's just nothing this defense is going to be able to do to stop the Eagles. Uh, do you know who the Bears leading sacker is? I know that they have 16 on the season, mm-hmm. which is the worst in the NFL, mm-hmm. but I do not know what player it is. It's Jaquan Brisker. <laughs> safety safety oh, leads them in sacks with three. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it's not good. Second on the team? Ugh. Roquan Smith with 2.5. Doesn't even play <laughs> okay. for them anymore. Right, so he's gone. Uh, yeah. and then it's Man. Jack Sanborn, a linebacker, Travis Gibson, okay. Gibson, and Justin Jones, who are all tied for two. Yeah, so this, I mean, Yikes. this Eagles offensive line going against this Bears defensive line just seems like a huge mismatch. This should be like, just give Jalen Hurts like 20 seconds to throw in the pocket and Jalen Hurts should just have all day to throw mm-hmm. and throw to whoever he wants to because someone's going to get open if you can protect for that long um yeah that's they cannot rush the passer jaquan brisker the highest sacker that's a that's a good pull by you mm. that's pretty that's pretty funny that he's their their leading sacker as a safety and it's not like it's it's not like it's jamal adams right like with like eight or nine sacks or something yeah, like that three. he's got three man that's that's not good um okay yeah, that's really not so good. yeah i mean that's that's all we've got right nothing else yeah, uh, it's funny that you mentioned the, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts. Um, he, he went through his press conference, asked totally normal questions throughout the entire press conference. Mm-hmm. And then he said, I'll, I'll give you one last chance to ask about the Bears. And then he, and then somebody did. I think it was uh, McMullen, yep. maybe. Um, there's nothing to ask about this Bears defense. They're, they're horrible. Like, you know, like what, it's not like they have, um, a, uh, an interesting or, or unique, Right, uh, scheme uh, element to or it, and player. they certainly don't have any players. Like, there's just nothing to to ask about, really. Um, and it's not like uh, th- it's not like the quarterback is going to be like, "Yeah, they suck." <laughs> you know, like we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna walk all over this defense. So there's just nothing to ask. Or maybe Micah Parsons uh, played uh, quarterback. I actually admire Hertz's dedication to the bit. I agree. Where he's not looking ahead to the next opponent. Yes. He's looking at this opponent right now. I, I actually admire that from him. Yes. That is but the idea that, is that team like, messaging you know, to me from him. That is like that's yes, signal yes. to the team. He's doing that for the team. He's like, we're focused on yes. this. The, the media was not owned by, uh, by Jalen. Yeah, right to me. That's what you think. <laughs> uh, I wasn't even in on that uh, press conference, by the you way. You were too but, scared. Uh, we get it. Yeah. I thought the questions that he was asked were, were totally normal I questions. I think most people do. Um, Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, uh, last thing I'll say is the bear. The only the biggest advantage that the Bears have in this game is they're coming off a bye, so they have the rest advantage, and that's you know that's something. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know as much, but it is something. It's not much, but it's something. I agree. <laughs> and you know they're at home, or the Eagles are coming on the road, so they do have that going for them. Uh, all right, we will take a break here, but not before we hear about Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors. You can reach Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors at eight five six nine zero six nine two nine five. The real estate market is. Slow uh, this time of year, as it always is, when the weather is not so great. Uh, But if you are thinking about selling your home in the spring or buying a home in the spring, um, Kristen can swing on by and give you sort of a recommend, not a recommendation, but an idea of what your home can slash would uh, sell Mm -hmm. for, uh, you know, with home, you know, comparable homes that have sold in the area in recent, um, you know, recent months or whatever. So, um, yeah, if you're looking for that, uh, you can reach out to her for that. And, 
Uh, of course, if you're looking to buy or sell a home now, she can help you with that too. Again, 856-906-9295. Brandon? Back after this. Back here on BGN Radio, Jimmy. It's time for our weekly picks against the spread. I will get into the same game parlay, though, before we do. Every week this season, we will be cooking up our own Eagles same game parlay that our good friends at DraftKings will put right on their homepage for all of you, our loyal BGN Radio listeners and BGN readers, to follow along with this week. Our parlay is undecided because the props aren't always at out uh, at the time when we record. Last week, we were so close, as I mentioned on the BGN Radio recap show, where freaking Tyrod Taylor was a huge jerk and decided he needed to have a touchdown in garbage right. time, and he ruined the listeners from getting money for the second week in a row because of the parlay hit in the Titans game. So hopefully uh, we can figure out one that works this week. We'll try to try to probably base that around some offensive bets because I think that's a good bet to make this week. Some overs, probably taking some overs. Uh, so stay tuned for that. That'll be available on the at Bleeding Green Twitter account and at Bleeding Green Insta on Instagram where those will be posted on game day morning. Each week, DraftKings has new offers and great ways to make your Sunday more fun. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Jimmy, when it comes to our picks against the spread, uh, you went one and two last week. Uh, I went two and one. I threw the Vikings game in there. It was a free win for me because I knew they were going to lose that game as soon as Jalen Rager guaranteed a win for the Vikings. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that puts me at 28, 24, and one on the season against the spread. You are 24, 28. And one, so you have some work to do, which is four weeks remaining. We are both eleven and two straight up picking the Eagles this year. I should have really created a separate category for Eagles against the spread, but I don't have that. So sorry. All right, four games to get to. Falcons at Saints. The Saints are four point favorites. The Saints currently are picking at number five in the twenty twenty three NFL draft order, and the Eagles will be rooting hard for the Falcons to win this game to make sure the Saints continue to have a really favorable pick that they will be sending to Philly. It's an interesting game because they benched the Falcons benched Marcus Mariota mm-hmm. and they're going to start Desmond Ritter, the rookie quarterback from Cincinnati. I don't remember what round they took him in second or third. Um, it's a logical move. It was third. Of course, with... I don't think there was any quarterback taken except for Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett was first round. And then I think Willis went in the third and I think that's where everyone else I think went. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So they're five and eight. Uh, they're essentially two games back. They're one game back in the NFC South, but they're essentially two games back because they're one and three within the division and aren't going to win many tiebreakers. So um, makes sense to go to the rookie. Uh, Mariota got mad <laughs> evidently and left the team uh, after getting benched. So uh, you know some drama down in uh, in Atlanta. But I like this move by the Falcons. Um, we mentioned earlier actually that they are the second most run heavy team in the NFL. Uh, 56% of their plays are runs, which again, weird for a team that's five and eight and trails in most games. Uh, perhaps Ritter can spark that offense. And you know what? I think they will. What, what do you have for the line on this game? I had four and a half. What, I saw what do you have? minus four saints minus four at home. Okay. Um, I'll take the four mm-hmm. with the Falcons. I'll take the Falcons to win this game outright right. because why not? Why not? Uh, maybe that maybe this rookie can. Mariota has stunk this year. Yes, like he's done. He's made some plays with his with his legs, 
But I don't know if you've ever watched a Falcons game. There are times where receivers are running wide open in the secondary and he just misses them completely. So I'm curious to see what Ritter can do. I don't think it can be much worse than what Mariota is benched on merit, uh, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, it'll, uh, what did I say? You said Mariota was benched on merit and I was trying to make a pun there. Merit, Iota. No. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, so give me the Falcons, why not? Uh the Saints, I mean, you look at their roster, it's not horrible. But man, they're just playing like crap and they're poorly coached and it'll be interesting to see if Sean Beaton comes back with maybe Tom Brady next year. Uh but for now, this is a team that's dragging to the finish line and it's like the Eagles are like John Lovitz in uh, The Wedding Singer mm. where he's like looking behind from behind the curtain. He's like, and I'm reaping all the benefits. Uh, so that's the that's Howie Roseman right now watching the Saints. So uh, yeah, I'll give me the Falcons, uh, and I'll take the four, and I'll take them to win. I would like for that outcome to happen for sure, because I think it's very funny that the Saints are just so like, like this is such a for you know like you lose in the NFL. Let's say you have an embarrassing loss. I think you can kind of get over it at some point because you have the next game to play. Maybe less so. You know, it's a playoff loss. Your season ends. But even then, you still have, like, okay, it's a new year, free agency, you've, you've things happening. But, like, you have a draft pick given up like this, and this is just going to haunt you until, like, it happens in May. If you're a Saints fan, you have to look at this every single week, and you can't even, you know, the solace of being a bad team is like, okay, well, we suck, but at least, like, we can look forward to getting this really good prospect. No, <laughs> that's going to the Eagles. Um, so that really sucks for them. Uh, that said, uh, the Falcons did almost beat the Saints back all the way back in week one. The Saints came back. Falcons have just been such a, like, they're, they're, they're so good at losing. I've said this before. They're like the masters of snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. That And it, does, it hasn't mattered. It hasn't mattered the GM or the quarterback or the coach. They've changed all that. And somehow, and they changed the uniforms. But somehow, all of that <laughs> has not really changed anything. So I, I have a tough time betting on them. I don't think the Saints are great. Um but I just, I don't know. I don't fully trust the Falcons here. So I'm going to take the Saints minus four. Uh, watch it be okay. like a three-point game that they win. So um, that just feels fitting to me. But we will pivot to the Dallas Cowboys, who are four-point favorites at the Jags. I would love nothing more than Doug Peterson, of all people, to give his old friends in Philly some help. And not that the Eagles really need it, but still, it would be very fun. Uh, and And I don't think that's... I don't really know that that matters a ton to Doug, but I don't think that's entirely lost on Doug that he knows he has some friends in Philly and and a fan base who still likes him and wouldn't mind Mm -hmm. uh, seeing him pull off that big upset against the Cowboys. And I think he kind of took a nice little icing on the cake for him. So uh, yeah, I think maybe that gives them a little bit of extra juice and I picked it on the mixtape. So I'll stick with it here. I will say the Jags win outright. They upset the Cowboys who, uh, got away Mm. with a game they should have uh, lost, really, last week, and they end up losing this week instead. Uh, I know a lot of people, I didn't see any of the Jaguars game last week against the Titans. I don't know why I would. Um, But apparently a lot of people were impressed with the way that Trevor Lawrence uh, played in that game. So maybe he can build uh, on some momentum there uh, against the Cowboys this week. As I mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. this is a team that can look really good like they did against the Titans and in other games uh, I want to say they beat up really badly on the Chargers, for example, yes. this year. I know early in the season they they looked good heading into the their matchup with the Eagles. Like they they seem like a a legitimate um, mm-hmm. you know opponent when the Eagles played them. Was it week three or four? Or whatever week four week, is right week after four, they had beaten the Chargers. Yeah, 
Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they can look really good. They can also look really bad. Lost to the so, Texans. you know, you don't know what you're going to get out of this team. Uh, the Eagles hope they get the really good version of uh, the, the Jaguars this week. Um, I think it's more likely that they don't. Mm. I think the Cowboys are going to go in there and, uh, and, and beat this team handily. But uh, again, they, it's this isn't like a walk. Like last week, we, you and I were both just like, "There's no way the Texans can win this right. game." Uh, I don't feel that way again uh, with the Jaguars this week. Uh, but ultimately, I do think that the Cowboys will get the job done, and I'll lay the four. I will say the Jaguars are not dead in the AFC South race. There, like the Titans True. are probably going to win it, but the Titans are reeling. They are banged up. Yes, and the vibes are bad. And they just lost to the Jags, and the Jags play them again in Week 18. They fire their GM. Fire their GM. <laughs> and you know, if, so there's a, there's a situation if the Jags can kind of like steal a win or two here and finish. They don't have to win out, but if they, they go three and one or whatever, including the, a win mm-hmm. in Week 18 over the Titans, Dougie P can steal the AFC South. So like, they still have stuff to play sure. for. I'm, is the point of why I bring this up? It's not like a lost season for them yet, even though they, their record's not great. The AFC South is weak mm-hmm. enough where they could still win that division. So I think. Um, so that's why. I think I feel good about the points here at the least too. I think they're going to make it a competitive game. I think it'll be, mm. uh, I don't think they're going to get totally um, uh, walloped, if you will. Okay. All right. Big one. Sunday night football. Donkey whomped is a, is a, is a, is a, is a bow term. I like that. Uh, Molly, Molly whopped, Molly whomped, Molly whipped. I feel like that's something people say. Something like that. All right. Sunday night football, the New York football giants who are really struggling Speaking of a team that's reeling against the Washington football commanders that's in Landover, Maryland. The commanders have had three weeks to prepare for this team. The commanders have just been better <laughs> than the Giants. I know they tied them, but yeah. on the whole, look at their resume. It's, it's better than what the Giants have done, especially recently. Commanders are four and a half point favorites, but I'll take them to win because I just don't think I, I don't love where the Giants are, are at right now. Giants are a bottom quarter of the NFL team right now. Um, the record says otherwise, but. I mean, the run game, nothing. Uh, receivers, none. Uh, cornerbacks, Dory Jackson, I saw, did not practice again. Yep. So, I mean, they're going to be they're they're going to be thin in their secondary again, more than likely. Um, is uh, Chase Young making his debut in this game? I haven't seen anything about that. It's been weird with him. Like, I, it's he, I think they thought he was going to return a lot sooner, and he is not. And yeah, I don't know. Like, I wonder if he'll even play this year. I wonder if it's something where they like. Yeah, I don't know else. if it matters anymore at this point, but I am curious yeah. if he's going to play or not. Um, yeah, but anyway, I think uh, the interior of that commander's defensive line really is going to benefit from the bye this week because those guys are being overplayed. And we're talking about Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen because they're so thin on their defensive line. Otherwise, those guys have had to play an absurd number of snaps this year. Um, so they get their they get their bye late in the season, and as you mentioned, they they they've been they've been preparing for the Giants for like three weeks now uh, because they played the Giants, they had their bye, and then they play the Giants again. Whereas the Giants had the extreme misfortune of playing the Commanders, and then while the Commanders were on their bye, they had to play the best team in the NFL and the Eagles, and now they got to play the Commanders again, uh, a fresh Commanders team. They tied uh, a week ago. Um, in that game in uh, in New Jersey, this one is of course in Maryland, and I, yeah, I like the Commanders big yeah. actually in this game. I think they're going to control this game, uh, and I will gladly lay the four, four and a half, or whatever it is um, on the Commanders. And uh, 
This seems like a a gift, honestly, because this Giants team, they're just really banged up. I mean, credit to them for overachieving this season. But uh, this game, by the way, has huge importance for both these teams in terms of their likelihood of making the I was playoffs. Bring that up. Yeah, um, I have the odds right here if you didn't. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, them. so according to Football Outsiders, uh, Washington, 86% chance of making the playoffs with a win. Goes down to twenty eight percent with a loss. Giants ninety percent with a win, thirty one percent with a loss. So basically, you know, whoever wins this game, they're saying the Giants have a better chance of making the playoffs overall. Then, huh? Yeah, well, that's you know, whatever their their you know formula, their DVOA metric, but still, and yeah. it's slight, but okay. But point being, uh, you know, team that wins this game probably making the playoffs, and team who doesn't, not impossible, but not looking great. And it's a Sunday night football game, so this is a game that everyone will be able to see. I'll be watching it from my hotel room. In Chicago, looking forward to that. You're gonna get some deep dish um, yeah, so pizza. I probably will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I gotta, I gotta research. I don't know. I think it's Lou Lumonati's. Mal- yeah, Monati, hard to go yeah. wrong. Uh, you got to get the one with the sausage. It's great. I'm not a big deep dish. Like I think that. I, I, like I like go, going out there and having their and having deep dish pizza. Pizza. I like going out there and having it. Like I'm not like a a deep dish pizza hater. Right necessarily but very clearly east coast pizza is well, far thing far they're not, superior they're not apples to, to apples there like <laughs> yeah like deep dish pizza is basically like a casserole really it's east coast pizza you know the slice culture you get a slice you know it's your lunch you don't get a slice of deep <laughs> slice dish. culture it, it is it's, it's you know it's, it's like a slice <laughs> typically you're eating a slice or two yeah, and grab and go. Or if you get, you know, a whole pizza for yourself, you get, you know, you, you split it with some people. Uh, unless you're like a total uh, beast like me, and a, a pizza is just like a regular serving size for me as a giant person. Um, but yeah, I, and it's funny to me because people like to hate on deep dish. I think even from Chicago, and be like, oh, it's too touristy. That's not the real Chicago pizza. The real Chicago pizza is like thin crust. Um, shout out to my friend Elizabeth, who is from Chicago. I'm not taking a shot at you here. Uh, I'm just saying, and I and I have not have not had enough of that, and I want to try that. So I'm not like trying to crap on that. I, I just want to stay. I think it's okay to also like deep dish. I think it's fine, um, especially mm-hmm. because it's something unique to Chicago. You can't get that here on the East Coast. You can't. At least if you if you can, let me know because I've not been able to find it anywhere. And I'm not talking about like, you know, Pizzeria Uno, like with all due respect, that's just not the same thing. Um, like a <laughs> right. chain level that it is maybe at the real one in Chicago. So uh, yeah, I would I would definitely recommend Lou Malnati's. Always a good time. Yeah, here's what I'll say about Lou Malnati's and just deep dish pizza in general. Like it wouldn't make my top 10 pizzas. Like that, like the, the, the best, like number one place in Chicago wouldn't mm. make, or even come close in my opinion, like my top 10 pizza well, list. Well, I think we need to do this uh, list. But, st- in the but it is, it is very good. What's that? Yeah, That's a good off season pot idea. We should just do a top 10 pizza list at some point. Okay. I'm game for that. Okay. Um, so yeah, you'll be watching that game, you said, from your hotel room on Sunday night. And who are you? So yes. you're taking the commanders. I'm also taking the commanders four and a half. Yeah. And that brings us to the Eagles game. Eagles are in the Windy City. Sounds like it's going to be cold and windy on Sunday night at Soldier Field. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just think, in theory, this could be a trap game from a standpoint of Eagles are coming off a couple of big wins. Could be smelling themselves in theory. I'm not saying in actuality. Like, like the conditions are kind of mm-hmm. here. Uh, they have this huge game next week that they could potentially be looking ahead to. They're playing an inferior opponent this week that's coming off of their bye, as I said, so they have a little bit of advantage. Um, I think 
was it three out of the last four games for the Bears where Justin Fields has started? They've been decided like by a field goal or less. So they've been competitive mm-hmm. in these games. Uh, if you just looked at Twitter and didn't look at the scores, you would think the Bears are winning by 50 points the way people react to Justin Fields sometimes. Um, but not the case. Uh, all that being said, I don't think the Eagles are looking ahead. And I think what has been so impressive about these last two games, and which could be relevant going back to the Giants game against the Commanders, looking at what the Titans did against the Jags, the Titans, as I said, did not beat themselves against the Eagles. The Eagles just stomped them. And I think similarly, yes. the Eagles did the same thing the Giants. The Giants didn't beat themselves. They just mm-hmm. got, they got destroyed. They only turned the ball over one time and it was in garbage time. Giants just got destroyed. Right. So that's, that, I think, is even less encouraging for their outlook. It's not like, oh, we just need to clean up the turnovers. You know, we need to clean up the mistakes that we made, the things we can control. That wasn't the case for the Eagles' past two opponents. I think that could very well be the case again here for the Bears. The Bears don't even need to beat themselves, which they might do because Justin Fields, again, turned the ball over six times in their last seven games for as well, quote-unquote, as he's playing. And even if, like, Fields is great, what is this Bears defense doing against these Eagles offense? Like, what are they doing? You, The Eagles' ability to score should make you feel like they can absolutely cover the spread because they can put up a ton of points. They just put up freaking 48 points on the Giants without Dallas Goddard. They're getting Goddard back. The Bears do not have answers for what the Eagles can do on offense. Eagles win this game by double digits. They cover the end. Yeah, Justin Fields could have... Uh... He could add like two more, two more, you know, fifty plus yard uh, touchdown runs in this game, and they could still get smashed. So, like, yeah, I think the Eagles are gonna are just gonna handle this team. Uh, on your weather point, it is gonna be it's a high of twenty six mm-hmm. on Sunday. Uh, so, if you're an Eagles fan going out to this game, I wonder what the uh, I think I mentioned this in the last podcast, but I wonder what the um, the takeover, the stadium takeover potential mm-hmm. is uh, for this game. Chicago is a fun city, great city. Uh, their their season's long over. Uh, Eagle season most certainly is not. So it'll be interesting to see how many Eagles fans are able to infiltrate this game. But it's going to be a low of 26, so bundle up. Wind gusts of the last I saw was up to like 21 miles an hour, which isn't crazy. Um, we've seen windier games. We saw a windier game earlier this year when they played the Jaguars. But it's going to be cold and windy. Um, so it's going to be some uncomfortable football uh, for the players in the field. But uh, yeah, the Eagles can win in so many different ways. It doesn't matter. I I imagine they'll probably go a little more run heavy in this game than uh, than they normally might um, because of the weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, but again, they they can beat this Bears team however they want, and uh, I think they're gonna. I think this is a game that they win by like four or five scores. I think wow. it's just a total five, round. So what's your score prediction? Yeah. Let's yeah. say four or five scores. Right. Yeah, I think they just took, tear this team apart. Put, put your uh, record on the put your score prediction on the record. I'm going to go 36 14. 46. What? So that's I got him winning by 22. So I guess that's not four scores. Oh. Let me uh I'll up that. Let's go 38. No, that still doesn't even do it. Abraham Lincoln would probably <laughs> have them winning by let's, four scores. Let's go, <laughs> let's go 42 to 14. 42 14. Okay, Eagles. I'm going to say uh hmm I like the number 42. So I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to say 42 to 21. They double them up. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm looking for the Eagles injury report here to see if we have that. I mean, undoubtedly people have seen that probably by now if you're listening to this. Um, But I'm looking, I'm scrolling through Twitter and I'm not seeing it at all. So naturally uh, my vamping is not working. Uh, As for any final thoughts, uh, I don't have a ton. 
10 days. Oh. Oh, the Eagles have a yellow check mark, whatever that means. Oh. Wait, that's been <laughs> implemented already? Oh, gosh. Great. <laughs> whatever yellow means, that's what the Eagles have. Uh, I don't know even what to make. <laughs> oh, it's an official business on Twitter. Mm. <laughs> what a dumbass. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> uh, I will say, my final thought is Jimmy had a great dipmas party, if you will, a dipsember. Also, oh. where got together okay. with a bunch of friends where we each made our own dip. I have said in the past mm. to my friends, which I think it was the genesis of this party, that the Gountons, my family, huge dip people, like not just my mom and dad, but like, mm. like whenever we go to a Gouton family function, and I don't know if this is like intentional, it feels to me like it's kind of been accidental. Everyone loves dip, or at least bringing dip. There's like buffalo chicken mm. dip. Okay. There's the artichoke spinach dip and the bread bowl. Um, there's seven layer dip. There's like, you know, like just the French onion dip. There's like so many dip. There's always, it, it's not planned. It's just, that's what happens. Um, Gautens love a dip. Are the Gautens double dippers? I don't think so. I don't think we have that issue. Um, okay. <laughs> we're trying to make us seem like monsters over here. But I mean, we are <laughs> in terms of size maybe, but not in terms of uh, etiquette. Oh, is the re- yeah. Is the rest of your family big? Oh yeah. Everyone in my family is very tall. I wouldn't say big. Um, like uh, yeah, no yeah, one's right. like, just tall, um, yeah. but everyone is very because uh, you know everyone's very tall. Um, even like in laws okay. for the most part. I mean, I don't have like super tall in laws, but except for like my one aunt, uh, an in law who is smaller. Like everyone's pretty at least like the shortest people are like average sized, and most people are above average. Um, okay. So, yeah. So anyway, had this really good dip party. I bought a pizza dip, super easy to make, but just really good. Um, so. Yeah, and we watched Survivor, the end of Survivor. No spoilers. I don't want to spoil it, obviously, for people who might have not seen it live and want to catch up. But uh, I thought a very interesting final result. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's my shout-out. My final thought is shout-out to Dipsember, Dip, Merry Dipmas to you all, and shout-out to Survivor for still going strong. They're going to be on season 44, Jimmy. It's been going on for since 2000. 44, wait, 44 or 34? Season 44. In March. 44, huh? Is that like two per year? Yeah. They started in, okay. except for COVID, there was a delay. But yeah. Um, but yeah, they started in 2000 and they're still going 22 years later. Best show on TV. Okay. All right. Any thoughts <laughs> that right. you have? Yeah. Actually, I have a pizza place. Wow. So I didn't know this place existed. I got my haircut in Voorhees. And then right from my haircut in Voorhees, I went to Philly for mm-hmm. uh for uh, media availability. And on the way, I needed to get gas. Yes. And I was on Haddonfield, Berlin Road. So I got gas. As I was getting gas, um, have you ever gotten really low on gas, by the way? Where, like, the the miles left on your odometer. Like, do you have the, first of all, do you have the thing that says, yes. like, how many miles yep. left until you're going to be out of mm-hmm. gas? Have you ever gotten to single digits? I don't think so. I mean, maybe one time, but I'm very anxious about that. So, no. <laughs> I got uh, single digits, oh, baby, on Wednesday. You like to play with fire. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I don't. I don't like. Do, I don't like getting down low. Well, I don't mean with that, but in general, um, I think you kind of like to push. Just generally sometimes. speaking, yeah, <laughs> I'm a gambler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I would agree with that, maybe. Um, so yeah, I got gas as I'm at the gas station. I look across, and there's a big pizza wow. place. Like there was an actual like big building, and in my mind, I was like, oh, that that must be good for them to be able to afford. <laughs> a big building like that. Mm-hmm. They must do big, you know, good business. This place called Vito's mm. in Cherry Hill. So I was like, you know what? Let me pop over there. I was kind of hungry. I uh, had a little time to kill. Grabbed a slice. It was incredible. Wow. Like, it was a phenomenal slice. I just got one slice and like, on my way. Plain slice? I uh, ate it in the car. 
What's that? What kind of slice did you get? It's plain, plain, okay. plain slice. Just plain slice. If I get a slice, it's usually just going to be plain. Okay. I don't know how long. So, like, if there's a topping slice, I don't know how long it's been sitting out mm. there. Whereas I know Fair. the plain slices have not have not been out there that long. Um, so I got I just get the plain slice, and it was delicious. Um, so and, and it's, it wasn't it's not particularly close to where I live. Um, only one town over, but not particularly close. Doxing myself in like every episode here. <laughs> but uh, someone is out there. Yeah, if I'm in that like, area again, a map, and they're like putting like pinpoints on these locations <laughs> that you're saying they're going to triangulate right. your position. <laughs> yeah, but Vito's is uh, it was, it was very good. So uh, shout out to them. Good job nice. for uh, uh, for uh, giving me a delicious slice of pizza. Good you're job taking part in the slice culture. Uh, I think a slice <laughs> can be really nice when it isn't necessarily fresh like that sitting out on the counter, but it has been. Okay. Like, it, I mean, um, it has been sitting on the counter, but they do the reheat. Sometimes that reheat, like, really just, it's, it's, it's okay. a unique experience than it is when you just get a whole pizza, like, let's say, in a box, and it's fresh, and you get it sliced out, and you get home. And that's nice, but some th- something to me about, like, the reheating it and just the way it kind of crisps up on the bottom that it doesn't necessarily yeah. get it fresh like that, I think that actually can be a nice experience. Not something I want, like, all the time, but it can be unique to, uh, to getting a slice is that... Um, it just it, that recook that second time you cook it is really uh, something that gets me excited. Clearly, um, okay. This has been BGN Radio episode two ninety six. Four away. Well, now basically, now that this is over, I guess what three more records away from getting to three hundred. Um, once upon a time, mm. Jimmy, in a previous life of BGN Radio, um, before the numbers got reset. For those who don't know, uh, there were plans to get. In very ambitious plans, not plans by me, to get um, try to get Carson Wentz, I believe, to join BTN Radio 300. That was very ambitious once upon a time. Uh, we will not have Carson Wentz. I can com- comfortably You know what we should do, maybe, for 300? What? Why don't we get Tommy on Okay, for 300? that makes sense. We'll get Tommy Lawler on. It's way overdue. We should have had him on anyway, but um, there we go. We'll get Tommy Lawler on, if, assuming he wants to come on and is available. Uh, if we can make that work, he's a better he's a better get than Carson Wentz, in my opinion. I think it's safe to say that people would enjoy him more than Carson <laughs> Wentz on the podcast. Um, so yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, follow me and Jimmy Kemsky. Follow our work uh, at Bleeding Green for me. Or sorry, Bleeding Green. I'm wrong. Wrong. Botched it completely. BleedingGreenNation.com for me. PhillyVoice.com for Jimmy. At Brandon Gowton for me on Twitter and Instagram. At Jimmy Kemsky on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, leave the Bleeding Green Nation podcast feed, a rating, review, all that good stuff. We will read those on the show like we did at the top of this show from time to time. If you have a question, we'll always try to get to that. Uh, you can check out the Bleeding Green Nation social channels at Bleeding Green Insta on Instagram and at Bleeding Green on Twitter and at BGN underscore radio for all the podcast stuff I mentioned, or maybe I didn't mention. I mentioned to you, Jimmy, uh, if I didn't mention earlier on the show that Rachel our wonderful producer here at BGN uh, had an interview with Mike Golick. So you want to check that out. That's on the feed. Uh, also, obviously, Babes on Broad. We have the EPA podcast. Uh, John Stolness, I'm sure, will have Eye on the Enemy for some Bears insight. So a lot of good shows elsewhere on the feed. The mixtape this week, uh, Jimmy, got to talk about how the Cowboys barely won with RJ and him, you know, coping with all of that and everything. So a lot of good content here. Also, check out the SB Nation NFL show, which I will be recording uh, tomorrow morning, Friday morning, with the same RJ Ochoa and Rob Stats Guerrera, where we will preview every single week 15 NFL game and make our selections for those. So you want to check that out. 
And check out our sponsors, Right to Sell and Craft Jerky, rightstosellin.com, discount code BGN20 for 20% off. And if you're looking to buy, sell, or rent a house, or get an estimate on your house, or just general real estate advice, or referring one of your friends to a realtor, uh, you can call or text this phone number. 856-906-9295. Real quick, by the way, too, I'm just, I just pulled up Von mm-hmm. Miller here. I can kind of see it. Wow. Yeah, I do so? kind of see the similarities. Yeah, I can kind of see it. Interesting. You have the same, and the glasses. You have like the same glasses as him, <laughs> but, but also like the, the same facial hair. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if anyone else, yeah, thinks that, I can see it. Let's. What's the hashtag for this? We've, it's been a while since we did a hashtag. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. BLG Von Miller. BLG Von Miller. Hashtag BLG Von Miller. If you. If you think it's BL, BLG Miller, BLG hmm. Miller, we'll go with. Okay, or is that now? No, I don't. I don't like eh, that. So I have but... a friend named Zach Miller. Uh, good dude. Um, sorry to dox you, Zach. But um, and then it seems like you know, like I, I just got married to him, um, which I love Zach, but I don't love him <laughs> that way. He just got engaged to uh, his right. wonder, wonderful fiance, uh, BLG Von yeah, Miller. BLG Von Miller. Um, so there we go. If you think that if well, I mean if you think it's inaccurate too, you can also weigh in. But give us yeah. give us a take either way. If you think that Von Miller and I look alike, I can see it. Okay, uh, <laughs> I, interesting. So I I don't really see it as okay, I I understand some of the points, but I don't overall see it to me. But there's so there's a picture that I'm looking at here where he I guess he had surgery. It looks like oh wow, and he's he's in bed and he's giving a thumbs up, but he's got he's got a hat on and glasses. As you do right now, um, and yeah, I can totally, I can totally see it. <laughs> I mean, I just think it's a very generous comparison, honestly, because I think Von Miller is a good-looking dude, and uh, and he, he's like yeah. a stud. You know, he's a great player too. I don't want to, I can't be out here comparing myself to Von Miller. It's like a very uh, lofty comparison to make, especially for myself. If other people want to say it, hey, I'll take it. Um, but I feel like I can't just say that. So, uh, all right, that's you- like, uh, do you, do you remember uh, John Borak? I think it was John Bork. Yeah. The, um, hot yeah. the fires like, uh, for NBC, uh, sports. Well, back to CSN yeah. Billy, probably back when he was on it. He's a good looking guy. Yeah. And chip used to confuse him for me all the time. He would call, he would really? call John Borak. He would call him Jimmy <laughs> <laughs> like frequently. He had us too. He had us confused. So I'm like, yeah, all right. I'll take that. Hmm. Okay. Um, there you go. Uh, we will be back with you probably Monday, Tuesday. We'll figure it out early next week after the Eagles beat the Bears, advance to 13-1, and one, and have a big, 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 big game coming up on Christmas Eve against the Dallas Cowboys. That's right. Goodbye, everybody. P-G-N.